Jake and Katie, well, welcome very much to uh, the Person of Interest with Natalie Jones podcast. We are definitely people of interest. <laughs> yeah, oh my gosh. Well, I'm I so like to think that I'm a very interesting person. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> well, I would say it's, um, I'm very excited to ramp this back up and have you guys on um, starting off. You guys are one of my favorite couples to um, follow in Cincinnati. Well, I would thank say you. I love everything that you guys do. So if you... Can you just explain? I don't know how to explain exactly what you guys do. How do you guys say it? Yeah, so uh, we're Gorilla Cinema Presents, and we create some of your favorite bars and restaurants here in Cincinnati. Or at least I hope so, you know, right? Like, that's our our goal is to make you fall in love with us every single day. (laughs) Yeah, I I think that's the key is we try and create welcoming spots that resonate with people. Um, You know, it's one thing to go to a bar or restaurant, but it's another thing to have a story to tell after you leave there. Oh, my gosh. It's such an immersive experience. I went to your new 90s bar yesterday in Philly Market. I'm an over-the-rhine gal myself. And I brought my boyfriend who has never been to – he's not privy on anything that – like within the 275 loop. We'll just say that. And uh, we walked out of it, and I was like, it's like Vegas, isn't it? Like you're when you're inside of their spots, all of them, you're just consumed by everything that's going on. And you walk outside, you're like, oh, my God, what time is it? I just went back in time. Or I was like in a time warp in the best way possible. I mean, hopefully that's the goal. I think for us living here in Cincinnati, uh, it has always been about, again, that immersive storytelling that that is fun to do with food and beverage mm-hmm. uh, that you don't really see outside of like Vegas or Orlando or Los Angeles. Um, but I think we've tried to, over the past 10 years, uh, yeah, Gorilla dude. Cinema will wow. turn 10 years old this July. Wow. Uh, that, yeah. That, that we, we've, we've done some cool things uh, in the past 10 years. And we, the next 10 years are going to be the better 10 years, though. Okay. How can you guys <laughs> talk about everything it. you've done so far? So let's see. Um, do you guys want to? You guys want to name? Like, what do you have going on he's, right now? He's a lot better at remembering the names of all of our children and rattling them off really fast. <laughs> it's intense. Yeah. It so uh, the things that we're involved with is we created the Overlook Lodge, which is this uh, lodge style bar located in Pleasant Ridge. Uh, right next door, we have Lonely Pine Steakhouse, which is celebrating its five year anniversary next yeah. month. Uh, so very excited about that to to have been a part of the food community here in Cincinnati for five years. Uh, we have Tokyo Kitty, which is our mm-hmm. neo futuristic Japanese karaoke bar uh, that's been downtown. Uh, it's the place where you come and sing your heart out and fall in love. Uh, we've had several proposals there, which I think is awesome. Really? Yeah, oh yeah, because people want to like propose like and sing to their their partner. So <laughs> yeah, so uh, I've been to a couple radio parties at Tokyo Kitty, and anywhere there's a microphone involved and people who work on it, it was it was like not fun because we were all just fighting. Molly would get the mic and just like talk for like twenty minutes. We'd be like, "Girl, you, we're not working. We're not." Gonna do it. Yeah, I feel like during karaoke, do you do the segue like coming up next? So we have. <laughs> Taylor Swift with Cruel Summer again. It's, it's too hard not to. Every time um, any of us get any like microphone, you're just like, hi, I'm Natalie Jones. Wait, okay. All right, here we go here. Uh, so. And then we are, we have uh, that 90s bar, which just opened up. Yeah. Uh, it is a time capsule bar behind our co- uh, comic book shop, Cosmic Gorilla. Yeah. yeah so we, we are in the retail business as well, which is always a weird thing to say. And your partner at this, Chris, has been on the podcast as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, Chris nice. Bergman. Yeah. Yeah. Bergman and I were, um, we, well, we're close friends. Close. Uh, me, him, and uh, Nicole is his wife's name. Yeah. Um, uh, Pre COVID, we befriended oh. each other. And then, you know. 
people went their separate ways, COVID, whatever, anyway. But we, I used to hang out with them a whole bunch. A friendship yeah. was people. formed. Yeah, <laughs> it was great. Yeah, uh, he, he's been great. He's got his video game, Ra Ra Boom, coming out this year. Nice. Um, there's always seems like there's a buzz of activity. And then we are uh, managing partners uh, with Level One, which is a retro video game bar in OTR. Yeah, I haven't been to, where, where, is that in the same place the 16-bit used to be? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have you yet know, to go. Uh, I walked quite recently. Yeah, it felt like a warm shoe, so we just slid in all the video games back into place, and uh, but we made it our own. You know, Mm. it's got our, it's got a very much you know gorilla cinema spin on it, and then uh, Covington Yard, uh, which is over across expanding into Kentucky, which is an outdoor recreation, twenty thousand square feet of food and fun. Uh, the yard is awesome. I didn't know that that was you guys until it had been open for a while. So we got brought into uh, to that project um, after year one. So okay. we do a lot of stuff where, uh, again, it's always fun to work with other people, you mm-hmm. know, as well. So uh, we've had formed some, you know, really fun partnerships with some also really great owners uh, so that we can bring yeah. our, our version of magic to, to an idea. Um, can I tell you, I was, I live in Over the Rhine and I was on a walk over the summertime, just on a walk. And it was like 10 p.m. And I was like listening to my headphones, like whatever. And I, the coverage yard was open on a Monday night. And I was like, what? And you guys... Come to find out, I uh, you guys were having a, a like staff party, and there was a um, lady riding a bull, and it was like Casamigas, and it okay. was great. That that was a really fun pop up we did. Uh, did you come in? Yes, I did. Yeah, yes, I did. <laughs> and like someone was like, "Are you an employee? Drinks are free for employees." And I was like, "Yes, yes." And I got a free drink, and I was like, "This is awesome." <laughs> Remember, I saw you there, and I was like, "I gotta go." I didn't know it was like a closed party. I didn't really know. I, no, was, that was, was actually awesome. something that we loved doing is uh, working with brands and teaming mm-hmm. up. So that was a celebration for uh, the industry of Cincinnati. Nice. Uh, okay. So that was our Casamigos Midnight Rodeo, uh, so which dope. was a really fun event to work it with. It was a blast. I mean, anytime you get all industry people in a room or in a yard and a mm-hmm. involved, um, it was a blast. So it was fun to kind of celebrate with all of them, share the Casamigos brand, um, and sort of, you know, launch this brand that we're really passionate about. That's something that... I guess we do it on the side in our spare time. Yes, all the spare time that we have. <laughs> right? Running, Wait, running. What do you do in your spare time? Isn't that like, <laughs> Wait, what? We're like, yeah, we love Casamigos tequila. Let's throw a giant neon cowboy party. Why not? Amen. It was great. It was one of those moments where I was like, I can't believe I didn't know about this. This was I was like mad at myself. Like, why aren't you already here and on the dial for it? Well, I think that's a, a reason to follow all of our social media at yeah, yeah, Cinema did. Presents and that don't 90s miss a bar. beat. Yeah. Don't miss a beat. We're always throwing like you know hidden things. I, mm-hmm. You know we we got our name Gorilla Cinema because we started doing like movie pop ups uh, where yeah. we would show a movie and then pair food and cocktails to whatever movie we were showing. Uh, and it was very underground, and I, I still feel like we're we're still like indie filmmakers for the most part. Yeah, mm. we can't stop. I mean, those were our beginnings. Jacob and I both had you know just regular jobs. He was. You know, working for another bar and I had a corporate job as a graphic designer and our lives weren't that exciting and we're very creative people and we never Mm want to stop. So we just started showing movies on weekends and pairing food and drinks with it, whether it was in a parking lot. um, You know, I saw that your first one was um, uh, Pulp Fiction. Yes. And did you guys do that in a um, a, was that in a parking lot? 
No, that was in like a, a warehouse space in the north side. Nice. Uh, and we were able to like set up a makeshift kitchen there and we did. It was very ambitious at the I time. I think it was 11 courses. Yeah, 11 and courses. And then there were cocktail pairings. So anytime yeah, something yeah. pivotal would happen in the movie, you know, the, the toaster pastries or, yeah. you know, the blueberry pancakes, that would drop in front of you as oh. you're watching it on the movie. And we yeah. worked with this really great chef. Martha, um, and so that that was a memory that was very intense to do eleven courses, time to a movie, dude. Well, I can imagine that if you're gonna start somewhere, you gotta start with the toughest thing, the biggest mountain, there and then you if go. you can conquer at, that, then anything at the else time goes. it didn't seem tough. At really? the time, it it, it was exciting. Yeah, you know? it, it got our adrenaline going. Yeah, it just seemed like okay, this is the thing that we're gonna go do, and it was just like set the. I don't even think it was to set the expectations high. I think for us, we watched the movie with Martha. We kind of planned it out as we're watching it. Like, oh, this would be a great idea. Oh, this would be a great idea. Mm-hmm. And it, it's kind of one of those things that I think that's been very helpful to us in, in our building of all this stuff is not thinking about how we're going to do it. Just, yeah. just oh, yeah, we're going to do this, and we're going to do this, and we're going to do this. And Amazing. then we worry about the how after we've already, unfortunately, like, committed to I, it. I and like then, that about you guys. Yeah. I'm the same way. Somehow you guys got to do it. You just got to, I always say to everything, you guys are gorilla similar, but I always say that I'm a scavenger and just like a, a gorilla about everything. Just like, I don't know, you just make it work. You yeah. Just, I'm always like, don't ask me how I got anything done. It will get done. Leave me alone. That's the, right? vi- that's the vibe, right? That's the vibe mm-hmm. that started our company. It's that gorilla idea where it's gorilla marketing. You just hit yeah. the ground and you figure it out as you go. So you guys met on Bourbon Street how many years ago? <laughs> <laughs> well, we met at the Cat's Meow. So Which one is that? Yes, I it's know. It's the karaoke bar. Oh, my yeah, God. We're yeah. bring it back around. Isn't that hilarious? We brought it all full circle. <laughs> <laughs> I love New Orleans so much. Like, my soul lives there. Yeah, same. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was a hot summer night. Let me paint a scene for you. Okay, <laughs> Uh, it's, I love it. It's 2 a.m., the perfect time to meet your significant other in a bar. It was uh, Labor Day weekend, uh, decadence ball in, in New Orleans, ah, yes. yes. Uh, and uh, I see her from across the room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Actually, that's not how it happened okay. at all. <laughs> I think it was our a friend, lot but, sloppier. Yeah, yeah, I think we were like, we're like, do you guys want shots? <laughs> like, that's exactly yeah. what happened. We did a round of Jello shots. It was very romantic. Yes. But, oh, awesome. Yeah. But no, we just. I was there for a bachelorette party. He was there for a bachelor party. It was just completely random, and we just started talking about all the things we were passionate about, and we never stopped talking. Yeah. Did you guys ever think um, that you would be working together like you are now? Yes. I, that's a good question. I, I didn't did. know when I first moved to Cincinnati what I was going to do. Really? Uh, yeah. I was very like fortunate that she kind of gave me the creative push to figure out like what this thing was. Yeah. She is very much like the the safety rails for mm. like <laughs> everything that we do. Uh, you need one of those, though. Yeah. You need a good cop and a bad cop. Yeah. Uh, I don't even think it's a bad cop thing. Is all I get very excited about ideas mm-hmm. and like very much like she asks the right questions to yeah. like really keep it in line. So because I, I think uh, I could go off the rails like very fast. <laughs> what? No way. <laughs> That's what makes you so great, though. I mean, it's kind of the vision of the company, but. 
on my end, I'm the practical side that actually has to, you know, I'm a graphic designer. I create all the social content, the menus, making sure everything visual in the spaces is correct. And I have to communicate to people what they're about to expect, how to get there, you know, all the logistical sort of practical things. I so it you can, is like, good really, to have that balance. Yeah. You can manhandle an, an Excel spreadsheet. No. Me either. No, get those away the, from yeah. me. The Excel no. spreadsheets are my forte. Yeah. Okay, cool. uh, they've become my forte, mostly yeah. as like the company has grown. Like I, I have to look at way more Excel spreadsheets than I ever thought I would. Nice. Okay. Yes. I still have never used the quadratic theorem uh, from high school. I don't even know what that uh, is. Yes, exactly. Right? No one knows. I don't even, it was, but it was definitely worth it and important. I like to say, I bet you guys can um, relate to this. So I worked in the service industry for 15 15 years before I worked in um, in radio, and I was, I've been really excited to tell you this. So I also um, had a, a little event planning thing when I lived at West called Telluride Hot Chicks Eat Steak, and oh. yes, and it I was like it. I wanted to get women together to eat steak, and then it, and then it's blossomed into other things. But you guys, when I was a kid, I watched the movie on VHS with my dad and my little brother, Coyote Ugly, on a Friday <laughs> <Yes>. night. <laughs> and I loved it you can't so fight the moonlight. <laughs> much. I loved it so much that I said to my dad, can we rewind it and watch and start it over and watch it again? And he said, <laughs> yes. And we watched it two times in a row. No one fell asleep. I was so excited. I was jumping up and down on the couch. Like, I loved it so much. And then I told him that I wanted to own a bar when I was older and that it was going to be a different themed bar and it was going to, the theme was going to change every week and it was going to start with Togo because at the time I was like watching a lot of Animal House with my dad and I was obsessed with Togo parties and that was it. So I love what you guys do so much. So I'm like, I think it's my little girl dream. That so, is absolutely I love incredible. And you said, you I want to work in the service industry yeah. for the next 10 years. It's going to be great. <laughs> I mean, I love it that my parents owned a restaurant and my dad's family had a, um, a, a slew of restaurants as well. Really? So it's kind of like in me, you know, I really enjoy it. Also wish it wasn't so soul-sucking at the same time. So I ask you guys, <laughs> being owning multiple, we'll say, well, should we round up to 10? How many places right now? That's uh, no, like six. Six, yeah. okay. Um, service industry stuff and also um, being on the creative side, how is it working together? Is it as soul, like, is it as soul-sucking? Like, is it no, your we're life? Working with her is the best part of my day. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, you like that's, yeah, yeah. that's, uh, I don't think, so was, I don't think we would have much to talk about if we weren't like, okay, what is the next thing? Or like, yeah. what about this? Or we went to this restaurant. How cool was that? What if we did a spin off of that? We, that's like a lot of the like fire between us is talking about creative things. Yeah. Uh, And then as far as like the public goes, I think that's probably where we're a little different is uh, I'm very used to like being in the like that sort of space because for the past 20 years, that's all I've done. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I love the public. I love serving people. I love when people get excited. Uh, I think you tend to get like a bad rap, like for some people that complain at restaurants or complain at bars. Uh, there are the videos that I hate on the internet, which mm. is the bartender is cheating you, where like they pour uh. like the <laughs> martini, like two martinis into one glass. I'm like, yeah, you don't fill it to the rim so you don't spill it all over yourself. <laughs> um, so that stuff can kind of be annoying. And I think we feel bad like when we disappoint you in an expectation. That when you come mm-hmm. to see us, you have an expectation for how your night is going to go. Um, and if we don't meet it, that sucks. Like, that sucks to, like, get a review. Um, 
uh, or that we weren't able to fix it when you were with us, like I think is the, oh, the yeah. hardest thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think also that we know that we can't control what happened to you during that day. That maybe yeah. you were in a fight with your significant other and then you came to our bar and nothing we were going to do was probably going to make you feel better. And you were probably looking for a reason to like poke at somebody else, you know, yeah, or yeah. Uh, you might have just had a death in the family and the the server was probably too over teary or something. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so many different elements that go into um, that we can control. And there mm-hmm. are also so many elements that we can't control. And I think it's really easy to get jaded in this industry mm-hmm. and make it an us versus you type thing. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where you get people that get burned out and things like that. I think for Ooh, us, yeah. we always just try to do our best. And I think we know when we fail. Um, and when we fail, it hurts. You know, we, we you say don't take it personally, but I think we're as creatives as well. It's very easy to take it personally. Yeah. Um, but also, also being creative, knowing that we get tomorrow to like keep doing it and keep like messing with it. I think Talk that's, yeah. 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 Like keep trying to make it better and keep trying to make your experience better. I think that's the beauty of the service industry, which I'm new to. I've just always been sort of, you know, graphic designer, creative, worked mm-hmm. more corporate jobs. Have you been uh, since for the, since day one though, for the past 10 years? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. All in, all in. Um, I, I happened to get um, laid off from my job about three months before we opened our first bar, The Overlook. Thank you. Which was like eight years ago. Yeah. And I was like, I guess this is the universe saying like, jump in. Yeah. This is, this is you know, the next phase of your life. And, you know, we've never looked back and I've never been happier. Um, cool. It's pretty great to work for yourself. But service industry, it really is every single day is a new day. Mm-hmm. It's like things are forgotten so quickly because you have to just keep moving. Mm-hmm. And yeah, sometimes we mess up and we feel bad for our customers because they're, you know, paying good money. Everyone messes up. You know, you can't be perfect every day, but the day starts over the very next day. So, um, you guys are like spoken like true professionals. Like, there might be something going on in their world. I'm like, I never thought about that once when I was working in the service industry. (laughs) I was always like, I hate you. Get out of here. (laughs) Oh, no. There's a a few stories of people that, like, uh, the the most famous one is uh, there's a a cheesecake guy. The uh, the cheesecake cheesecake guy. guy. They wrote not one. But like four different reviews on one cheesecake, on one piece of cheesecake, like was like the meal was great, blah, blah, blah. got cheesecake. It wasn't very sweet. And then just like proceeded to trash us just about this cheesecake, learning that also we learned later that he was celebrating his anniversary. Mm -hmm. So we gave him the cheesecake for free. And then uh, just proceeded to trash the restaurant you got to be like, me. because we gave him a piece of free cheesecake that he didn't think was up to Cheesecake Factory standards, where we are not the Cheesecake Factory, and it was more like a cheese, you know, like a cheese that you would get like after it dinner. It was a local yes. urban stead so pork che- cheese, so it was not supposed to be overly sweet. And I would also like to defend the Cheesecake Factory. There is a place for everyone <laughs> that makes everyone happy. Our cheesecake was not that. <laughs> And that should be okay. Yes. <laughs> I love you guys. Dude, the last bar I worked at when I uh, lived, at, I used to live in Telluride, Colorado. And um, as you guys, lovers of the, I worked in the service industry amongst a bunch of other stuff. But um, there were the guys who started the um, the drink menu at Nobu, the original Nobu in New York, started this restaurant in Telluride. And they're fantastic gentlemen. It was really, really a really fun experience working for them. They only hired dudes and me. 
and they only had actors, and I like fit. I was doing count. Yeah, I fit the profile, right? And they made that was like, an era in the service industry. That <laughs> yes, like I can was. point to that year and that date where you're like, you only hire like very beautiful looking people, right. and like you'll, you'll figure it out. Like they'll figure it out, or you will hire actors. Like everyone has to submit a headshot. Like for like, oh yeah, they didn't I care guess. if you bartended or not. Yeah, at now all. The, the times have changed. Now yes. you're like pulse. You like oh like I can train you. To do whatever you need. I just got to want you to be here. <laughs> like, <laughs> we uh, would, I would go through classes of like learning how to flip this stuff and do all this stuff. But that being said, our motto was we are always right. The customer is always wrong. And so because their, their thought process was we everyone works as a team and we all try. We all do a thousand percent in every action that we do. So they're like, so you're never wrong because you are always trying your best and you're always entertaining. So that was the caliber of like, no, you're always right because you're always going to do the right thing. Mistakes happen, but even like, no, dude, you're always giving the best service you possibly can. So about like, we had a guy. That's like, an interesting philosophy. That was also a time yes, and a place. Yeah, that is, yeah. But it's long yeah, gone. Love those guys. <laughs> love those guys. Um, and there was one time when... Like, if they didn't like, if you gave, like, bad service or you didn't like the drink that somebody gave you, they would just tell you, like, fine, then it's on us. You can leave. And they, this has happened before where they, like, t- like the, the music was always really loud. They would turn the music down and they'd be like, everybody, this is Jeff. Give a round of applause for Jeff. Jeff is an asshole. We don't oh like God. Jeff. Jeff didn't what? like this. <laughs> Jeff didn't like this. Everybody say goodbye to Jeff. And then people are like, what? Like, what just happened? And then, like, Jeff got up and left. This is a real story. I, I, I like, think also wild. there is there is there are certain markets that you can do that type of stuff. If you're the guys from Nobu. You can do that type of stuff. I think for us, there, there has been moments where, yeah, somebody has complained about something. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've had people that have just come in and complained and complained and complained. And eventually, like, I've gone over the table like, listen, obviously... We didn't, we weren't what you want us to be. There's no bill tonight, you know. Yeah. And I don't say don't come back, but I think in my tone, you can hear like, like, listen, this one's on us. We are parting ways. Yes. Good luck to you. Uh, And, and yeah, but I definitely know, I couldn't, like me and my personality, I like started sweating hearing that story. I was like, oh my God, I can't do that. Usually when I tell this story, people are laughing and both of you guys like were so shocked in a bad way. (laughs) Yes. Oh my God. Oh my God. And this was like. Almost 10 years ago now. I don't even think it's that the customer is necessarily wrong. I just think it is, again, it's just more the reality of it, is Mm -hmm. that sometimes you're just not going to be what that person wants, and and that's okay. And I think that's a thing to to tie back to Guerrilla Cinema, and particularly the things that we do, is we've never tried to appeal to everyone. Um, we've always just kind of done our thing and we've been fortunate enough that there are enough people that like have gotten what we have done. Dude, I love it so much. I look at you guys and I'm like, why are they not on the cover of Forbes? Why are they not like bigger than Jeff Ruby's? Like this makes no sense to me. Uh, (laughs) Because that, well, (laughs) there are several reasons for that. I've got a few. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, We've taken big chances. I think that is the big thing too. I think if you look at some of our competitors, they 
they have stayed in one lane. Mm-hmm. And we have done over the past decade, we're always trying new things. And I, I, I didn't realize until probably this past year that that is the difference between us and Jeff Ruby. Is Jeff Ruby had a singular vision of this is what it is. And he may have strayed slightly, but it was mm-hmm. always about opulent steakhouse uh the guys that like agave and rye like they've expanded to like 20 states at this point you know they have Mm -hmm. a singular vision for what all of their spaces look like um that's why i kind of always compare us to like indie filmmakers like we're like a24 somebody's gonna get real mad at me (laughs) for like saying that comparison like prestigious filmmakers i think not um no but it's a curated experience so which which all right brings you back so when you guys were starting this did you know that it would was did your vision look kind of like what it is now yeah it always had multiple concepts it always had sort of how do we prove that we can be creative in so many different ways and reach different audiences and Mm -hmm. be very unafraid so I think in our head, we maybe thought we would have two or three bars, maybe tops. Um, I think it was just after the first one, mm-hmm. um, we got like some top 50 lists and things like that. And oh, yeah, then when we got the opportunity. insane. What was that? I yes. Your credentials are insane. <laughs> I like had them out. I was going to list them all off. I will. Oh, I will at some point. But it is so, I was trying to like memorize and I was like, Psh, not even, not even worth it. There's so many. Actually, speaking of which, all right, we'll go into this, okay? Okay. Um, you guys are the owners of the Overlooked Lodge, ranked by Playboy Magazine in the USA Today, as one of the top bars in the United States. Woo-woo! Tiki Tiki Bang Bang, is that still happening? That is actually our first bar that we sold. Wow, yeah, congratulations. So, yeah, so we owned it for seven years, and then we recently sold it to our general manager, Michael Stelzner. Heck so yeah. we kind of passed the torch because yeah. there are very few ways out of this business. Yeah. Uh, most of them involve a pine box. But yep. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of pine, the Lonely Pine Steakhouse. La Alfreda Tequila Bar, uh, Tokyo Kitty, and uh, Cosmic Rilla is was named the most original concept by the National Bar and Restaurant Expo in March of 2022. Yes. That was like the We're that was the big one. That. Like that I was mean, to be recognized by industry peers. That's that was a that was a cool moment. That's pretty freaking cool. And let's see. Um you've done uh consulting and innovation work for Kroger Brands, Pepsi, Frito-Lay, Casamigas, Bacardi, Condigo Tequila, Bozell, Mezcal, Kirk and Sweeney Rum, helping to activate these brands through unique immersive experiences. And now you guys are helping. Oh, yeah. You guys did the legendary brand Pan Am. Um, yeah. You guys did the Layover Lounge, the pop up bar. That was such a joy. Which toured the Midwest in 2019. I didn't know that. Yeah. We had big plans to like go across the country in 2020. And then the strangest Man, thing happened. No way. Um, it was going so well. It was going <laughs> so well. <laughs> Uh, that was like a, I think that is again, when you talk about like, why aren't you more successful or whatever on this level Yeah, is cause yeah, we, we like to follow our passion more than anything else. Yeah. And it, we feel like, you know, I'm, this is the, the stupidest thing a businessman says is not, not about the money. Like it's about telling the stories, yeah. um, the, we live a good life. Uh, I, you know, there's very little else I want from this life. I feel very fortunate that we've gotten to do the things we've done. Mm-hmm. So I have to remind myself, like, it's about having fun. Yeah. That uh, a lot of times like business is about growing the engine so you can grow more money so you can keep growing the engine. Mm-hmm. Um, and the guerrilla cinema started from like showing movies in a parking lot. So I think there's an essence of that that is still 
very hard to shake when you think about like, okay, expansion and bigger things. Yeah, we're always going to go back to that. Like Pan Am is a good example. Like what are cool brands or pop culture items or moments in time that people really want to interact with? And we can't stop. We want to bring that to people in a meaningful way. And so the money is always, you know, the expansion is always et cetera, et cetera. It always comes last for us. Um, and also caring about our employees has always been really important. Um, have you guys ever thrown an event where you made zero money or where you yes. paid into it? I was like, <laughs> like I, last week? Very <laughs> often. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, but was it the best time? Yes, yes, yes. it was. Yes. So we win. Yes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, so you guys have, so speaking of fun, so your your latest pop-up um, is that 90s bar. Yes. We got we cut straight to the chase on this one. <laughs> yeah. Want to be right on Front Street. What's this bar about? The 90s. <laughs> Which I love. I was able to go yesterday, and yes. I had a very pink cosmopolitan. It was delicious. Good. And uh, the decor was amazing. Like I said, I took my boyfriend, and he has never been to any of your spots before. And he was like, where am I? Like, what is going on? I was like, I know, right? I love that we stole you for a couple hours, and that's all we want to do is was, can you escape for a little bit? It was pretty cool. Like, all of a sudden, we, like, like I said, we could only hang out from four to five. We had like a very quick, we had a very timed, you know, thing. And then all of a sudden we were like, oh my God, it's five already. Fuck, no. <laughs> and then we walked outside and we're like, what happened? What happened? <laughs> it was That's exactly what we want. It was a cool time warp. And so this one particular, we guys do a lot of pop-ups, but like, how do you guys, do you guys work to, what is your process like? Like I say, how do you find your flow? So it's typically me coming to her with a pitch. Either uh, late at night or very early in the morning. Never a convenient time. <laughs> never a convenient time. But he's full of ideas and they never stop. So it, you just have to be ready. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's over like drinks and things like that. And I, I think we have probably created more bars and pop-ups that don't exist or will never exist than actually like come together because yeah. it's a, a little bit of a sport sometimes mm-hmm. of just, okay, what about this? I think for the that 90s bar... Um, it was, you said you had a cosmopolitan and that was like the real weird trick that we're trying to do is the nineties was not known for it's like super craft cocktails or anything like that. Yeah. But how do we make elevated versions of these cocktails? You know, that you have a melon ball that actually tastes delicious and then you want to drink three or four of that. You have a Cosmo that you want to drink three or four of. So we've kind of taken those like rudimentary like things that you would know from the 90s, your Long Island iced teas, your mojitos, your sex on the beach. Those are all the drinks I want to order in my heart every bar I go to, but I'm a a little embarrassed to order them. But they just bring so much joy. And so I'm glad we were able to take those cocktails and step it up a little bit. So the lime is fresh squeezed always. Just little tiny touches like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And also when you're in that environment, you are in that environment and you are drinking what we were drinking back in, you know, college years. Dude, there was a payphone there. I made like a, f- a fake phone call. There sure was. <laughs> 25 phone. cents. Dude. Yeah. It was rad. So I think when we talk about creative flow, like I come to her with the idea and she starts asking the right questions. Okay. Um, and most of the time I'm trying to paint like a picture of 
the guest experience. So I'm like, okay, for this 90s bar, you walk into what feels like a high school. Like, there's the lockers, and then you turn the corner, and it's like your bedroom from the 90s, and it's a great photo op, and there's the analog TV, and then we've got posters and signed things, and then there's music videos. And so I try to kind of give her, like, all the concrete information okay, uh, to really, and I can tell if I'm doing a good job based on her reactions. Because, <laughs> uh, no, and her I face think... face doesn't lie. Yeah, it's true. But yeah. I, th- I think for me, coming from a branding background, yeah. it's always, but does it matter to the audience? Is this what the audience wants? It's easy to, you know, I think... Sometimes people create a bar that is the bar they always wanted to create, right, in their dreams. And that might not be what people want at that moment. And I think that's why we were constantly shuffling and changing so often is because we are assessing the needs of what people want right now. And people right now want fun. Which lighthearted is so, fun. Which is so great for you guys because you're really thinking you have the your concepts, but you're not but you want to make sure that they are um, that they're going to be received well or that you think the majority of people in the creative world, as you know, that doesn't happen often. And there's nothing worse than you're working with someone and you're you're trying to come up with concepts and they're just like, I have this idea. Fuck the world if they don't get it. And you're like, that's not how it works. <laughs> that's not how it works. That's not, not how, it, how works. it works. I want to shout yes. it from the rooftop. Oh, my God. It's just not how it works. Like, you're I don't... creating this for someone else. Yes. This is their special place that they are spending their money at Mm -hmm. and their time and bringing their friends back. Do you guys put any particular focus on whether the um, like the the drinks or the food or the experience or the vibe or the feeling you want people to walk away with? Like, is there any priority that you guys have for us? It's it's definitely storytelling first, Mm -hmm. um, followed by quality of product. So those two in that order. Um, a service is always going to be key. So I think those are the three pillars too. It's like, okay, are we talk to this about our staff all the time? You are as much a part of making this come to life as anything we can put on the walls. Oh yeah, um, you get, uh, you yeah. guys provide healthcare for your staff. Do you? We not? do. Right? Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's yeah. super so, cool. It's um, awesome. That's a that's a difficult hill to climb in the the industry with tight margins, yeah. but it's an important thing because it's something that I never had. You know, working mm-hmm. the first you know, 12 years in the industry before I started owning things. Have you um, had a hard time? I mean, what is it like finding staff now? And is it more? I'm, I'm curious. We like, have never I- had the struggles that I think other people have had. I think this I year think has been a little bit more of a challenge for us. I think mm-hmm. we've done some... Um, I will say that last year, 2023 was probably the hardest year since the pandemic. Mm. I think everything kind of caught up with itself. I also blame Taylor Swift, uh, because uh, I think she sucked up a ton of disposable income. Yes, she uh, did. And, like, our, yeah, she did. I was like three thousand dollar tickets, a thousand dollars in wardrobe. <laughs> yeah. Like that money had to go somewhere. Even though uh, Jacob is the biggest Swift you've yes. ever met, don't let him mislead you. Oh my god, I love that. Yes. Me too. Yeah. Me too. Huge Swifty. Uh, well, actually, hold on, can I, tell you, I was not a big Swifty until I saw her this summer, uh, and now I was. I've been a, I've been a Travis Kelsey fan for years. Okay, I haven't missed a post yeah. in years. I. I love Travis Kelsey and have way before Taylor did. And now all of a sudden, oh, God, I truly um, talk about the 90s. No, I was born in 85, so I, like, grew up in the 90s. And when I was a kid, I never had a crush on anybody famous or anybody, you know, like, never. I mean, I liked boy bands, but I didn't have one in particular. 
But I I grew up in my 30s. I found Travis Kelsey <laughs> and was like, I'm going to marry him. And then the first time I heard that they were dating, I started crying legitimately. And I was like, they're going to get married. They're going to get married. <laughs> anyway, that being said. It's over for you. I'm sorry. I know. Yeah. But then I, I mean, they're, they're hard not to love because... I mean, like, yes, I saw her this summer and became a huge pussy instantly. I was, like, crying at the show. Just like, she's magical. She's so magical. That was the the worst FOMO I've ever had was Uh. it was was my birthday weekend. And I, like, had the – we live a a block from the stadium Mm -hmm. where where she performed. And I had the cursor, like, over the StubHub. It was, like, $2,000. I was like, Yeah, we didn't pull the trigger. It was too much. I can't do it. I can't do it. Her ticket. And then she came on stage – and the windows of our place started shaking from from the crowd. And I had never had, like, worse FOMO in my life. Like, literally, I think that's when I wanted to start crying. Yeah. So I was like, oh, my God, I'm missing it. We stood on 3rd Street. I can, like, hear it perfectly, yeah. but not the same. Not the same. It was, you didn't miss anything. It was actually terrible. Oh, I, did I? Okay. It, yeah, it was so bad. It was so bad. I, I, I was a waste of time being there. I wish I was sleeping the whole time that I was there. So you didn't miss yeah, it. Yeah, it sucked, probably. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> we're going off track. So we were talking yes. about focus. So you you focus on storytelling and oh yeah, I think yeah. I think it's a I think everything has to work in harmony with itself. Yeah. I think that is where I spend a lot of my time now is mm-hmm. just walking through the spaces and saying like, are we hitting all the all the marks? Like, is everything does it feel cohesive? I think we've all been to a space that does not. It, that feels off and you can't tell why yeah. you walk in there the lighting's wrong the music's wrong it just the you know you can tell also when like the staff hate each other too yeah like you because you're intuitive like that because mm-hmm. you it, it's a, like a human instinct to like fear danger like if people are like arguing you like all of a sudden like get that so my big goal is to always like really really kind of make sure that everything that we do is cohesive it's cool. So we were talking about your staff. So you, um, I mean, I can imagine with you guys are probably hiring and firing every day. You no, know? no. Oh, really? No, no, this is no. a very low th- turnover. Yeah. That's amazing. I'm sure you guys are really, really great people to work for. <laughs> try to be. I mean, you can't, you can't win everyone over, but like that is our goal is again, I, I want to be the, uh, the bar owner that I wish I had had mm-hmm. um, working through the industry because I worked for some pretty rough people really Dang. early on. <laughs> Me too. I worked at this bar on the west side, Crossroads Sports Bar and Grill. I, for three years. Oh, called them out. Oh, yeah, dude. I loved it because I love it. I loved yeah. it. I loved it. I loved it. And still now I go back and it's just like a big family. So many of the same people still Aww. work there because... I mean, like you guys, I mean, I loved the people that I worked for and everyone was one big family and it was freaking awesome. And like everybody made money and was happy the whole Mm -hmm. time and loved to cover shit for each other and like threw birthday birthday parties for each other and um, like baby showers and stuff, you know. I I try not to use the word family because Mm -hmm. I think that you do things for your family that you shouldn't do for your like employer. I mean, you're right. Um, Okay, you're right. But I will say that bringing it back to Travis Kelsey, that again, we try to build like Super Bowl winning teams. I think that is like more our strategy is finding the people that want to be a part of it and build it and put their own signature on it. I Mm -hmm. think uh, again, probably another reason why we're not as successful as because it's a lot of input. Like, and we we have gone off on these tangents when an employee says, "I want to do a Beetlejuice pop up." 
okay, like, yeah, let's go figure that out. Let's go do that. And that costs money. Um, but it's better to invest in that person and that idea than to not. It's better to take a chance on something that maybe like costs us money or we break even. Um, but it's better than watching spreadsheets go by and, and really like, you know, creating creating something interesting. Yeah, I, I think that I think that has a lot of value to us, especially from our beginnings where this, you know, gorilla sort of like fly by the seat of the pants sort of creative company. And so we do invest a lot of time in allowing people to have ideas and making sure the entire team is rallying behind that to make it a success. OK, if we're going to do Beetlejuice, let's do Beetlejuice. We are all signing in. Um, and then also inspiration is huge for us, too. How do we keep everyone inspired constantly? Because that's yeah. what drives our company and, like, us as people. Ooh, so tell lots me, of tra- Lots of travel. Okay. Um, you know. Yeah, lots of travel with our staff. So rather what than, like. What do you like, mean? Yeah. yeah like, you ra- got to go and see, like, the greatest service in the world. If you're going to create the greatest service in the world, like, how are you getting inspired? So. What? Yeah, we yeah. just like came, go on trips. We or? do. Yeah. yeah, we just came back from New York City with a. We went to the Campari Academy, which uh, is this huge, you know, uh, headquarters where we got to pull samples from all these bottles and play around and create things. And then we went and shut down every bar in New York City. Wait, um, with your staff? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. my god, that's so rad. What? Yeah. yeah. You guys are the best. <laughs> I'm like learning. I'm like, can I work for you? I mean, I love my job, you know. But I'm like, this is just yeah, like freaking hire. amazing. Oh, my gosh. Um, I've, like, really never heard of something like that, especially not in the service industry, I would say. Again, I, I worked for a bunch of people that would talk about Nobu or they talk about these things to us. They yeah. would say, I trained at the French Laundry. I went to Lonesome Dove in Dallas, and they had this cocktail. And they would just always constantly, like, tell me about these places. I went to this distillery, and th- this was their process. And to me... It's great to do those things and, and to kind of be the messenger. It's another thing to, to, you know, take people along and say, how are you inspired by the ex- experience and what, how do you want to bring this to life too? Or something like it. Or again, or nothing like it. Be like, we never want to be like that place, you know? <laughs> Sometimes going bad places is a good thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Amen. So speaking of going to bad places, um, you said sometimes you can, like, feel the vibe is off. How... I mean, how do you think sometimes you walk into places like sometimes I I just don't understand how it happens. I'm like, or like, how did someone I don't I don't even know exactly what I'm trying to say. Uh, Bad restaurants and bars don't happen in a day. They don't happen in a week. It is Mm. months of, you know, and again, your employees don't feel heard. They don't feel cared for. They're arguing. It's all of the points that Jacob is walking through the bars every day to try and keep on top of because yeah. you really have to it's a living breathing thing yeah um and you really have to make sure that every single part of it is sort of copacetic um because it is essentially you go i mean you could eat you know at home why do you mm-hmm. go to a restaurant you go there because of the environment and how it makes you feel and you know you're you're feeling taken care of and all of those hundreds of thousands of things that make it a brand experience mm-hmm. um, or you could just eat at your house and have a fine time and it's half the price. So it's almost like these intangibles are so important. Um, and it's all the things that you don't even like consciously notice when you go yeah. into a bar or restaurant. It's just how you feel when you're there and when you leave. Yeah. Some of the best advice I ever got is the person drinking alone at the bar still doesn't want to drink alone at home. That even if they just want to be left alone at the bar, there is something social and intangible about 
that experience of just being around people. Mm-hmm. Even if you you don't even want to talk to the bartender, you just want to have that drink and scroll or just again you've just Mm -hmm. had a bad day that there is something inherent about feeding that part of your socialization that is inherently human as well that we all go to kind of experience each other and we all go to kind of experience whatever it is is happening in the space do you guys i mean if you don't feel comfortable answering this i get you but do you guys have places that you like to go to that you don't own Oh, yeah. You know, all the time. Oh, my yes. gosh. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you've worked service. It's the best thing ever to have someone else take care of you. Yeah. Right. And you want to like walk in and feel noticed. And, and yeah, just like, oh, they're here. Yes. Katie and Jacob, they're here. I don't know. We have our. Yeah. Yeah. We, we like to support our friends that, mm-hmm. that own. Um, so Homemakers Bar is a place that I go into. Uh, I think that that is the the best part of good service is is. Uh, it's not necessarily for me or the food. It's about being seen. Like I'll, we go eat at uh, a chain place quite regularly. Yeah. Because the bar stuff there is awesome, and I'm yeah. gonna shout them out. I'll shout them out. Yard House down at the banks. Yeah. Yeah. This bartender Jimmy that is like <laughs> Jimmy literally with the upsell. He just makes you feel so good. Yes. He makes you feel like you can do a shot of Jameson any time of the day. <laughs> yeah. Jimmy that, is everything. <laughs> that it's a that I think again to talk about like the humanness of it is you want to feel uh seen like that that is the best part about going that you will have an inadequate meal but if like the service is great and like the food is fine you don't want to eat bad food yeah but like again i'll go eat at this chain restaurant because the the server there is friendly he's asking me how i am he's seen like you know again he seems jovial and friendly and he, he makes me feel good and I think that that is something that is hard to teach. Like, yeah. um, um, but when you find those people that have that service, like in their blood, that that like hospitality is yeah. like their purpose. Like, yeah, I'll go to those places all the time. Do you guys? Um, what I love about your approach to all this is you want to tell a story and you want to help people, and not like I want to take over and we're going to be the next. Um, I mean, maybe you do, but like, we're going to be the next, um, you know, premier dining experience in Cincinnati that is going to take over world domination or whatnot. That you is know? not yeah. our mission. Yeah. I mean, like, no, yeah. I mean, I'm just sitting here thinking of like, well, when I write goals, what do I think? And it always starts with like, take over something, dominate, or like, I will do this, raw. And then yeah. how am I going to get there? And you guys are like, nah, dude, we're just going to do this great thing uh this year has actually been like a weird year because we stepped in like if you had asked me like in october what are you gonna do in 2024 it was probably like not a lot and now like the plate is extremely full for this year you know we just launched that 90s bar the overlook lodge has like a really big we've been there eight years so we're doing this big revamp as like an apre ski lodge. So um, I saw it. Did you guys close for a little bit because of it? Or uh, they're doing what? some remodeling yeah. stuff. So yeah. So yeah. it's gonna open this Thursday. I don't know when this <laughs> drops out. Like, but yeah, so you can come and experience like this whole new vision for the overlook. Apre ski bar? Oh my yes. god. Yes. Yes. You realize that's my favorite time in the world. <laughs> yes. Anyway. Oh my god, I'm so excited. Yes, our friend from Colorado. Okay. So <laughs> fun do night. So we are launching the new refreshed brand on Thursday, February first. Um and we are featuring fondue for two every thursday so you can have some fondue we have an all-new menu new cocktails inspired by sort of the swifts alps region so Mm -hmm. the concept is 
what happens after you know the overlook season mm. so the the haunted, Off fun, baby. the haunted halls are gone yes. for now and all of these travelers are coming in for the busy season for spring skiing so <gasps> we're going to be packing it out um come and get a spritz oh, come enjoy love, spritz hour love it so yes. much Oh, my God, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, so I think that's it. We've got Oakley Green, which is opening here, which is a 24-hole uh, miniature golf course, like outdoor recreation thing that's very much in the tune of, like, um, the country clubs of old, you know, like very, like, kind of, like, 1970s fun, like, golf. Yeah, we have some yeah. cool, we have a cool um, yard area also. So there's cabanas that you can rent for your private parties that are sort of open air um, we have bands playing you can enjoy the music we have cornhole and then we have a clubhouse full bar and four food concepts and when is this opening that'll open sometime i i, I hate in I, april well no I'll, no I'll say, I so i like to do this thing where i say spring of 2024 because technically spring ends June twentieth. Yeah, there we go. Yes. <laughs> yes. We'll go with that. <laughs> uh, no, we're we're targeting for April, uh, but we'll we'll see what happens. You know, it's very weather dependent because we're building this outdoor like mm. be, it's so it's manicure greens. It's not anything that you would think of like windmills and like weird clowns that you pump. Uh, you know, it's it's all this lush green rolling hills of like greens that you can come. Do your putting on. It's very much top golf meets putt putt. Where is this? Uh, this is going to be here in Oakley, like right across from the Cinemark, down the street from yeah. Mad Tree, um, and we're we're very excited about that. And then uh, we've got some other projects outside of the city that we're doing, and then we've got some things that I wish that we could talk about right now. But, I know. I'm like, you know, well, what can like, you talk yeah, about? So, Please tell us everything. Well, you got to follow Gorilla Cinema on all of the like social media <laughs> to uh, to figure out what we're doing next. Yeah. Okay. Do you um. Do you recommend following Gorilla Cinema or all of your individual spots? Because I would, there, I I feel would like start. It's a lot. It's it's a lot to take do. in. So I would start with Gorilla Cinema Presents um, on Instagram. Okay. And then right in our bio, you can see all of our concepts, and you can easily click there. Okay. Pick the ones that you want to follow Cinemark. or learn a little more about. GorillaCinemaPresents.com is our website, and that's a great one-stop shop to kind of you can really just scroll through and see everything we're working on. Hey Amen. Your website is so much fun. Oh, thank you. It is so much fun. It was fun to build. And if you were saying how um, you wanted to like take it easy in 2024, I don't think you're ever going to be able to take it easy. This is just how <laughs> no, your brain works. We would never. Maybe 2025. You but know? probably not that. No, either. dude. Probably not at all, man. <laughs> I will say that the projects that we're currently working on are kind of the summation of a lot of things that have built before. Um, just a lot of putting on the show and a lot of just, again, like those hard-earned lessons of I don't think that we were prepared to do a huge, you know, two-acre golf course, you know, four years ago. Yeah. I think those types of things are the things that I would say were unexpected, but I think now we're like kind of built for, for that type of experiential thing. And so that's that's kind of where I say like we we now have retail. We, we've worked out the kinks in retail. We've done – dining with lonely pine we've done these immersive holiday pop-ups with miracle at the overlook lodge so i think for us it's it's almost like you know you're 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 building all this experience that you don't know that you're building until the opportunity presents itself and then you say like yeah we can do that i think mm -hmm. that's to lead us all the way back to the beginning it's yeah, like yeah that we're, we're we're always like yeah we can do that and then let's go figure out how to do it 
Is there one thing you guys argue about, like, always classically, one thing when it comes to building your projects and going through, you know, all the I think I have a hard time with, like, the nerd culture, <laughs> to be honest. I think, I think mixing sort of, like, n- nerd audiences with drinking, like, mm-hmm. bars and drinking, it's not the greatest fit. But so there's so, nothing even when you guys are like, like, well, I, like I, actually like physically in real time, like like working together. I think that it is hard um, because I have to critique her work sometimes. Mm. And oh, that is, okay, uh, so there we go. Yeah. That is, of, okay, yeah. what are the arguments <laughs> we've had? This is insane. You no. guys are no. like, no, seriously the most have, magical. No, we have they, arguments and we obviously both have strong opinions. We, we both don't take feedback from each other we don't. very well. So it's Does when anybody? our worlds Let's be cross. honest. Yes. Does anybody? No. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. No. Yeah, uh, so he was, he was working on a video for the 90s bar and I had, you know, a thousand edits and I thought, oh, can we speed up this part, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, that was not feedback he wanted to hear that day. <laughs> yeah. Even though well, we got there, but it, and it's vice versa. Yeah. You know, if he's critiquing, you know, like a menu design or whatever, or this website isn't like flowing right, then I don't want to hear that either. I, I just finished it. You want to go back and redo it? You guys need like a safe word of like, I understand what you're talking about. We have say. a safe word. You do? <laughs> yes. Okay, it's Spamoni. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> it's got to be silly, right? Safe words have to be like the silliest thing you can think of. Yes. Uh, yes, what is Spamoni? Spamoni is I have heard you. I, I have taken in your information. I no longer want to talk about this. Let's move on to something yeah. else. Oh, my God. I like, need one of those. We, yeah. um, I have we one. do. Every every couple does. I would yeah. say even like if you're in a work couple, you need that. So I said my like, my coworker I, yeah. Freddie and I have one. It's watermelon. Yeah, Love there it. you go. Yes, like, ah, watermelon, just freaking watermelon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna go to the bathroom. I'm coming back. Watermelon. Yes, yes. Oh, that's probably mm-hmm. the best advice that we could give you today. Yes, <laughs> have a have safe, safe word. word. Do you guys yeah. remember that Portlandia episode? Yeah, it was caca. Yes, <laughs> it has to be as dumb as possible. Dude, yes. oh my god, amazing. So, you guys, anything else you would like us to know? Because it's like we can keep talking for hours. You guys are fantastic. I truly idolize you guys, and it's so nice to get to know you and know that you guys work so well as a team together. And it seems like that you truly respect and listen which is super, super huge, not only to each other, but to your, um, I was going to say your listeners, to your employer, your employees, and also um, your, say, clients? What are people who come in called? Customers. Uh, yeah, Customers. Our, our audience. Like, yeah, just our guests. Yeah, you know, yeah. your guests is what yes, I meant, yeah. which is super, super cool. So yeah. amazing to talk with you. Anything else? Okay, so the 90s pop-up bar is happening 90s now. 90s pop-up bar is opening. happening for the next 10 weeks. Next so 10 weeks if you on Ray Street. Yes. So every week will be a different year of the 90s. So we'll keep progressing through. Yes, we celebrate fun advancements like Crystal Clear Pepsi that came out in 1991, Just little things like that. What happened this year in the 90s? So we'll be celebrating all those things. We're going to continue adding to the art. So every year you'll get the posters from that year until we coat the whole bar. (gasps) That's so cool. Oh, wait, hold on. Side note. So your decorations and your um, design in that way. Who primarily does that? 
that's primarily my yeah. my forte. And do is, you like do you pick out all the stuff? I and, pick out all the stuff. Like uh, yeah, he's so, a prop guy. Yeah. He's really good at shopping for awesome props, like period stuff. Um, I'm the design end, so I design all the posters. I design everything possible, so it can be really custom. Wow. Yeah. This is a whole other conversation. I'm like, where do you get your stuff? Yes, but I mean, you can come check it out for yourself. Come relive the mm. '90s. Uh, in the best way possible. Yes, I highly yes. recommend. And also the soundtrack that's playing the whole time is a showstopper. Like, we were having a conversation every, like, three minutes. We'd be like, oh, I love this song. Or, like, looking at somebody that I had <laughs> yes. in a conversation, then we both just sing a lyric, you know? Yeah. That's what he fantastic. said. He, he was working the shift, I think, the second night and got home. And he said, I didn't want to leave. Like, good songs yeah. kept coming on. Like, See. I wanted to stay and hang out. So, oh, dude, so the vibe great. has to be good if that's the case. And also, there are mocktails for um, mm-hmm. yes. people, those who do, do not drink, and children always. as well. At, at all of our locations, there are always mocktails. Uh, and again, it's more than just trying to be just juice or soda. We, we want yeah. you to have an experience as well. You know, we want everyone that comes through the doors, no matter what your preference is, is for partying. We want to give you a reason to party, you know. Amen. Amen. The strawberry daiquiri and the pina colada were um, delicious. Nice. Today. Yeah, those so. are my faves. All right, y'all. Thank you so much. Thank and, you for having uh, us. We'll see you soon. We'll see you soon. Dude, you guys.